0: Well, welcome to Soul Awareness with Constance Mesmer. I am so stoked about today's episode. I am such a goofball <laughs> and I am going to totally split hairs And it might be new information for some of you, but some of you might be like, oh, uh ah, that makes so much sense. I get it. But I was pulling an angel card on. Should I even talk about this? Should I even go there? And I picked the love card. And I'm so happy about that. So today is a continuation as we discuss higher consciousness, higher self-connection, right? Um, But I just want to invite you to give me a little air time to express something that I've been pondering for quite a while. So I hope you enjoy our time together. You are listening to Soul Awareness with Constance Mesmer. If you've been listening for the whole journey with me, then you know that I've talked about like, how do I get my information? and i get my information i've expressed how that occurs in a few different ways one is you know the the way that i get the information is through the clairs and through empathic connection and that's kind of way the other bit that i explain it is where do i source my information from whether it's my own soul self or which is my higher consciousness people or, or or through my the information of my soul awareness right right or through guides or angels or loved ones or divine consciousness that. But today, what I wanna talk to you about is probably, I've been asking spirit, like I'm kind of on the fence, do do I say it's actually body, mind, spirit connection Um, that I wanna kind of go into. And uh, the jury's out with the word spirit. I would actually say that in this episode, in regards to how do I tune in, right? How do I tune in to get my psychic information, whether um, I am getting it from spirit world, or from myself, but about other people, or other things? Are you still holding on? (laughs) Like, to, you know, trip you out here. So it's really about how do you tune in to get your information? Do you use your body, your mind, or your spirit? So that's where I'm headed. It's basically what's your first point of contact, right? The intention is I'm going to get a connection in some way. And then it's all right, how am I going to get that? So body would be uh, otherwise known as, um, clair tangency or touch. This is a term that's also relatable to psychometry, right? And it's when a healer touches a body for psychic information and the impressions are received through physical contact. So this is when also with psychometry, when someone holds an object in their hand, and you know maybe great grandma's old earring set and you get information about great grandma through the earrings it's in my opinion it's really about the intention of asking tell me about these the person that owned these earrings or where did they come from you might even get where they were made but this is when there's a psychic connection right a soul connection used by touch. It can also be sometimes I imagine that mediums might want to see a photo of a loved one and hold it, right? Or hold an object of love, someone that's passed to get info and to initiate the contact. So the contact is via touch, right? With the physical, this is a body physical contact touch. So in this, you are using your hand or another part of your body with the effort of touch in order to pick up some information. So this is why, um, like I said, some people hold photographs to maybe do reads on animals or people that have passed or... They might also touch uh, an object just to get psychic information, right? And also, too, this is why some people that pick up kind of empathic information when they touch items need to be wary or aware of if they get, they're probably so aware, but maybe if you're not, you need to start getting aware that maybe you can't um, buy things from yard sales or get uh, things from antique shops, because when you sit in these things or have these in your possession or close to you or holding onto, or even clothes from secondhand stores or, you know, furniture from, you know, whatever, when it's so close, and if you're super empathic, you might be, uh, compromised by the energetics that you're picking up from these, the vibration of these items, because they still have the energetic content. Kind of the um, the patterning of the people that have had them before, and it's still part of the uh, energy system of the object, right? (laughs) So this is also um, important for you to know when you're a healer, or even when you're somebody that's empathic. Now, empathics when they touch someone, you know, they might get some content information or feelings of emotional whatever, after meeting someone and shaking their hand, and they may choose not to shake hands healers, I use my hands in Reiki when I lay hands on the bodies to um, do energy work as it passes through my crown chakra out my hands into the person. But I also do it Uh, to sort out the energy of the chakras and do a read on each chakra. Now you can do that with just intention, but I'm talking specifically when this is touch. So in any situation like that, all of those scenarios healers know and if properly trained, they know that they need to disconnect from um the body after they've done the healing session and that could just be by intention but also typically it means washing your hands when you're done and setting up that intention that the washing of the hands is a clearing of the energy and you're no longer sourcing the information that you can then ascertain using your higher awareness and uh, as you tune in to all the clairs and the empathic information that comes to you so also too, people that go into you know antique shops or um secondhand stores or secondhand furniture places uh or clothes might want to do the same thing you might not really want to touch things but if you do you might want to wash your hands afterwards just to help kind of remind of the disconnect and you're no longer picking up information via Claire tangency. This is important, important, important. It's a, it's a contact point of making a connection and noticing that you are immediately tuning in just by physical touch. Just to let you know, I outfitted a lot of my office space with, um, things that were secondhand from yard sales, and I love a good thrift store, right? So I, I think I shared that great story with you about how spirit led me to some items that were just are just totally remarkable. Anyway, what I do is I hold the item and I know that it's meant to be with me. And then I also check out to see if I need to clear it. So you can always if you're really in love with something and love antiques, you can always energetically clear it so that you um, are freeing it of any residual residue of other people's energy field. a lot of people use smudge sticks or crystals or reiki energy beaming light at the items with the intention of clearing do what you want to but there are methods that you can do to help clear the energy you know this is the same with homes (laughs) many of us live in homes that other people lived in right we don't all build our own home. So clearing energy spaces and things is, um, something I'm going to get into on down the line a bit more, but by all means, definitely, you know, enjoy your thrift shop finds and your, um, beautiful antique shops and stuff like that. Don't, don't let your incredible clairtangency, um, Pers- you know, dissuade you from going into those spaces. You just need to learn about, you know, monitoring your energy field and your auric fields, right? We've talked about that before and clearing items after you buy them. Good luck with all that. Now, even though all of these are intermingled body, mind, and spirit, <laughs> I am going to try to differentiate between them. So next up is mind. When you use your mind as a point of contact, for information, right? I am referring to sort of when you're using your mind in meditation time or visualization time, you know, specifically um, even when people channel information or give reads. <laughs> Shout out to the guide that is helping me on this episode. So fabulous. Because, um, <laughs> He's like, like doing a jig dancing in front of me straightening out the tie, going, yeah, 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 all that. So I'm tuning in at the same time. So with the mind, it's really when you're, you know, a lot of times, uh, psychics or mediums use their mind as a tool of divination, if you will, right, as they garner information, even though then. um, So mentally, they're going into that higher self space, whether they realize it or not, because they're not in the third dimensional space, they're in higher mind awareness, altered state of awareness, if you will, using the mind then to use that as a methodology of tuning in. And then in that space, what's impressed upon the mind becomes then the various um, clairs that process through the mind so that the mind can make sense of the experience, right? Some of it too is just even claircognizance when it's just a Eureka knowing and it's not even a clair. So you don't see it, you don't feel it, you don't hear it, you don't smell it, don't taste it, you just know, right? And that even too impresses in the mind space because you need to translate what's happening in the mind. You do with touch, right? But you're not putting your hand on anybody, you're not brushing up against anybody. You're not sitting in a chair in a shop that somebody else has used and all of a sudden getting a read on them. This is when your mind is used as the contact point. Okay. This is when the mind is. And again, same spirit. God, this dude just interrupted me. Same with touch with the body mind, you need to disconnect. And so this is really important when, um, you know, especially psychics and mediums and channels that go in and out of their work experience. I do that all the time. I am not constantly turned on. I have to remind myself to like ask for spirit's help or go to spirit. I mean, I choose to do that off and on because this is my life. It's my work. And so I also have days when I'm doing my own thing and bumping into (laughs) two walls, because I'm just tuned in and chatting with them all the time throughout my day to day. But sometimes people ask me about my work, and they think I'm readily going to go into a read on them. And I don't, I actually am very disconnected and have clear boundaries that, you know, if you I I hear that you want to be my friend, because you kind of want a free read, and no, that's my work. You know, (laughs) so just like everybody has their work, I punch in and out. So when you use your mind as a contact point, and then from that space, tuning in, right? Tuning in, you are all doing that throughout your day when I'm asking you to practice your clairaudience, your clairvoyance, your clair sensation, your clair sentiment, your clair gustance, clair olfactory. These are, and your empathic awareness, right? but not not really empathic awareness, because that's more space. So I'm gonna get into that next. But the mind is also another way that you can start as your jumping off point to tune in. And again, it's mostly profound in your visualization, or your um, meditation time when you're tuning into spirit, right? You've heard me say this when you're tuning into spirit, or tuning into loved ones or praying, raising your heart and mind to God, you know, tuning into the angels, this is quiet, close your eyes, going there in your mind. It's shifting your awareness up to that space, whether you're seeing visions or not, it's opening up through the mind's potential to be a conduit of the experience. And finally, in my opinion, we have spirit right body mind and spirit and spirit that's the one more so that i'd say empaths are highly aware of they tune in just with their energy field they can be in the same energetic space as another and they're picking up things and getting information whether they realize it or not their job is like everyone else's is to ascertain and discern what's mine what's theirs and so with the um with uh, spirit. That's why I was like spirit. Should I call it spirit or it's energy really, you know, it's soulful energy, but spirits like, well, what do you think spirit is spirits energy? And I said, well, everything's energy, even the body physical. And then they were laughing and they were like, I thought you were splitting hairs. And I was like, yeah, you're right. So body, mind and spirit. So spirit is sometimes also too, it's picking up the energy field of things, using your energy, using your energy field as a point of contact. So you're not touching anything you're not really mentally using your mind to enter in when you're thinking now this is where it gets really tricky like sometimes i might tune in to loved ones that are states away or my friends far away and think all right we'll play games like what are you doing (laughs) see if you could tell what i'm doing now and i might project soulfully to that space far across but i usually tend to go into my mind and do either um astral or remote viewing. I don't do astral projection. That's two, to, two totally different things that I'm going to get into later, but maybe you're familiar with them. So when I'm talking about using your soul, or I'm sorry, spirit, body, mind, spirit as a point of contact, this is again, mostly the empathic stuff. It's the vibration. It's picking up, um, you know, maybe getting a read off of people, places, and animals just by being near them or your, uh, kind of, um, being in the same energy space as them. I I was, I was doing an energy clearing on a house. And so that came in, um, importantly, let me just say it like that, that, that the whole awareness of spirit as a source of contact or a point of contact in regards to getting a read. So also two, um, we use our spirit to make contact. We can use our spirit to make contact when spirit comes into our presence, right? We can go to where spirit resides, or they can come to where we reside. And so behind that, what I mean by that is, um, and I know I haven't, you know, this is why this stuff all overlaps, when I do reads for people and I do mediumship sessions and I see, and I call their loved ones to come so near that they drop into our realm. And sometimes I see them in the third dimension beside the, these people, or I see them still kind of in spirit so I can see through them within the veil. I might use my empathic skills, to make a closer connection to those loved ones that have crossed. When I'm using those empathic skills, I might even blend energetically. So I'm using my spirit as a source of contact. When those situations happen, much like when I'm channeling, I often have to stand up and walk around. And my mannerisms become more and more like them as I make that energetic connection, right? I'm not necessarily physically touching them body to soul, I'm it's spirit, I'm not necessarily having it be a mental exercise, although I might get mental impressions. It's a purely spirit connection and a, and a spirit kind of projection, if you will, as I join with them to allow them to use my energy space to give me more detailed information on their maybe their mannerisms, or um, ways of being. And I only do this in trusted experiences and I call my guides to be around me when that happens. This too, when you do a spirit connection as a contact point for getting psychic information or empathic information, again that too is important to disconnect at the end of sessions because you don't want to still be kind of picking up their energy field and knowing how they're feeling or or you know getting all the other kind of information that you can when you blend energy spaces with others this is also too why some people when they're in crowds or in conferences can only sit by certain people in the room because by sitting by other people their you know their energy is their vibration is Kind of vibrating at the same frequency that they surround themselves. As the people they surround themselves with. And so, spirit cautions you in those moments to recognize that you're making contact in those moments with others, with your own spirit, with your own vibrational frequency. And how then sometimes when you leave or go on breaks, you might need to ground your energy to get back in your body, or you might need to, you know, get some fresh air to clear your energy field because after a while in those meetings, you know, it's not, it might be the lights or it might be the droning of the speaker. Hope not me. <laughs> <laughs> that has you tired and exhausted or the amount of information, but it could also be the energy field of the space. And so in those moments, recognizing that you're using your spirit in a way as a sort, as a, as a, 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 a um a way of contact or a point of contact for your information, even if it's subconscious information that you're garnering that you need to, um, Take your time to clear, ground yourself. This is important to ground your energy and disconnect. I would say in the mind and in the spirit, it's important to ground your energy and disconnect. I, um, with the body, you know, usually you're going in your point of contact and you're reading it specifically off there, even though you're going into the higher awareness spaces to get more of the information. It's so usually, usually, um, the information, if it's, uh, pretty straight and forward you might not be way up in the ethers um so you might not need to ground but up to you always listen to your own energy experience energetic experience to whether or not you need to ground but definitely when you're using your spirit as a as a point of contact coming back and grounding in your own body is of paramount importance so then you know thinking of body mind and spirit Here's the interesting thing, right? Because if you use touch as your form of how you might begin receiving the information, that's the kinesthetic part, right? But then the mental, your mind, receives the information of the touch and then processes the information, right? But in essence, you're really using your soul to begin the process because it is through the senses of your soul, your soul awareness, your spirit your energy body that you're actually existing primarily in when you're initiating that touch, processing that information and impressing it in your soul awareness, right? So they're really all interrelated, but I just wanted to kind of split them up for fun. Thank you so much for indulging me as we've taken this little stroll to cover body, mind, and spirit. Hope you didn't get too caught up in the word spirit, since I also use that word to speak about uh, connecting with other side. Um, But you could easily say physical, mental, and energetic, if you will. (laughs) It's just that these are three points of contact that we use when we're initiating psychic experiences or soul awareness experiences. So I just am grateful that we've shared this time. You've been listening to Soul Awareness with Constance Mesmer. Thank you so much for tuning in. Legally speaking, this podcast is presented solely for educational and entertainment purposes. It is not intended as a substitute for medical diagnosis, treatment, or the advice of a physician, psychotherapist, or other qualified professional. You should not use this information to diagnose or treat a health problem or condition. Always check with your doctor. Thank you.